Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I'm Addison Bevere, and I will be your host today. This is the first episode of a new season, and we're trying a new format, so I'm joined by some special guests. You may have heard some of these voices on prior seasons, but I'm also excited to introduce you to some new people. So to begin, why don't each of you introduce yourself and answer this very heavy, serious question? Cool? Okay. All right, so here's, here's the question. If before you died, you could leave the world with one sentence, phrase, motto, or tagline, what would that be? Mary, you go first. Sure, sure. I'm Mary. And yeah, when I read this question, I thought, man, that's heavy. Uh, but then I'm a seven. And so I went, eh, it's not that heavy. Seven, seven. <coughs> what is that? Enneagram. Enneagram. Seven, seven on the Enneagram. Enneagram. Okay, why seven. don't, does everyone know what they are on the Enneagram? I do. Maybe we should also share that. Oh, that's a good okay, idea. Okay, let's a do great that. Idea. Chris, do you know what the Enneagram is? Yeah, I'm going to type two. No, no, don't <gasps> tell him. Yeah, oh, you got to wait till you introduce yourself. <laughs> okay. Come on. This is Mary's All right, <laughs> this is Mary's moment. Let's okay. let her have it. All right, so, um, yeah, so I'm a seven, a uh, true seven. And so my phrase is, it'll be fine. Um, it's something that I find myself <laughs> wow. saying all the time. But, but it's true. It's, it's true. So good. Yeah. It's like true. That. Listen, we serve a good God. He is our hope. He is our anchor. He is trustworthy. And really, it'll be fine. Amen. Sis. And, and just for the record, too, Mary is the CFO of Messenger. And there have been multiple times when she has looked at me and said, Addison, it'll be fine. <laughs> All the time. And it baffles me. <laughs> and it always is. It's it fine. is. It's true. It That's is true. Awesome. That's wisdom. That's so good. All right, Sarah, you go next. All right. I'm Sarah, and I'm an Enneagram 2, but I really wanted to be a 7. When I read the 7, I was like, look, I'm supposed to be a 7, but apparently not. Anyways. No. Um, I wrote this question and then realized I don't really know the answer to my own question. <laughs> Sarah wrote the question because she's the executive producer of oh, the yeah. podcast. Sorry, I should a little context. explain that. That's yeah. okay. Um, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so I think mine would be uh, love God, love others, and live well because mm. I think that encompasses all the major things. And I think the live well piece can be applied to all kinds of That's situations. That's true. You know, are you living well with your finances? Are you living well with your, you know, relationships with the way, you know, we only got one crack at this life. So let's live it well. YOLO. 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 That's that's old. (laughs) What? You said it like me there. Live it well. (laughs) (laughs) No, Chris. No one sounds like you. No. (laughs) The Aussie. Oh, God. Chris, your turn. Okay. My name's Chris. Um, I'm a type two. I'm, I'm the helper. So I aspire to be the one. Um, I don't know what the seven is exactly, but um, it's the fun one. I'm yeah, the helper. The I'm, the, I'm the one who comes alongside. <laughs> I'm the motivator. Only sevens um, would say that <laughs> seven is the best one, right? I would say my phrase, my one sentence would be, and it's always been this: um, keep the fire burning. Ooh. And um, mm, my good. life verse is Luke twelve thirty five. One of my life verses where Jesus says, "Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning." And yeah, I just I just always want to encourage people keep the fire burning, keep yeah. that passion for God alive. Let's go, Chris. That's good. All right, so I'm going to give a little context on mine before I actually say of what the motto is. Wait, what's your <laughs> enneagram? I'm <laughs> related. Oh, what's my enneagram? Yeah, what's your enneagram? Hmm. You're the one. Aren't you? I'm a Are one. you a one? Yeah, yeah, I knew it. He was going to be a one. I'm a one. When I took the test. It was like one was off the charts and everything else. <laughs> very small uh-huh. amounts attributed to those. Anyway, okay, so here's here's my answer. I'm going to look to Jesus because that's a, a good idea. And I okay. thought to myself, I mean, Extra what would what would Jesus what would Jesus say <laughs> if he was oh asked this question? Cool. What would Jesus say? Right? Don't you think that's a good question for us to ask? It's a good yeah? question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Matthew sixteen twenty four, 
Oh, we're going to we, get a sermon I'm here, gonna, guys. Uh, here we go. <laughs> you ready? Get ready. <laughs> Strap your Matthew, notes. <laughs> Matthew 16, 24. People are looking for life. They want to know, like, how do I find life? How do I find the good life that we all crave, that we all chase? And Jesus says, if you want to find life, deny yourself, take up your mm-hmm. cross, and follow me. And then he talks about this idea of people chasing the world to lose their soul. And so when I look at what it means to be a follower of Christ, I see this invitation to die to ourselves daily. And you see that come out in Paul, um, Paul's letter to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, this invitation to die daily. And so here's here it is. You ready? Yep. And I think oh, wait, the reason. No, this isn't it. Hold <laughs> okay, on. I'm, okay, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. It's coming. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Here's, He's one, here's, here's what it means. <laughs> the whole idea of dying daily, it's, it's a matter of perspective. What Jesus is saying is like every day you have an opportunity to see the world in a way that's bigger than what your present circumstances are throwing in front of you, right? And so here it is. In Christ, death isn't a thief of the future. It's a gift of the present. Wow. Hmm. So in Christ, death isn't a thief of the future, but a gift of the present. And I, and I think you see this, you know, you're talking about like deathbed here and Sarah, you came up with a question. I'm giving you deathbed I, I'm, answer. I'm meditating on when, it. I'm thinking about when, it. I don't know if you've ever spent time with someone on their deathbed, I haven't. but there's actually. a clarity. There's a lucidity yeah. that people have. They, they realize the fact like that they didn't love the way they wanted to, to love. They didn't mm-hmm. have the relationships they wanted to have. They didn't take the risk they should have taken. And there's a clarity. Like they see their life, as they probably should have seen it their whole life. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what death yeah. does, this whole idea of dying to self, it brings that clarity into the present so we can live every day and within the purpose and the potential that is present in that day. I like that. That's awesome. I also feel like I should have thought about mine a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of words. That was a lot of words. Half. Okay, but, 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 but here, no, 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 no. But, but, but here, here's, here's, the, here's the motto, though. Here's the motto. In Christ, so in Christ, death is not a thief of the future. It's yeah. a gift of the present. That's great. That's Every good. day we have opportunity to die to self. I love and it. that's what I would encourage people so that they can make the most of their lives. Cool? That's good. That's awesome. Amen. Good. Amen. Right. Amen. There we go. All right. Podcast is done. The episode's done. Game over. <laughs> no, but all, all joking aside, I'm really excited about today's topic because we're talking about what it means to be a messenger. Chris, say messenger. Messenger. Yeah, that's, I wish so I could say it like that. What it means to be a messenger. And we, we were messenger. working with a consultant one time and um, he, was, he was pretty new to messenger and he came in and he said, man, you guys have the worst name. Like what, what is messenger (laughs) international? What does that mean? And then after he got to know what we're all about, what we stand for, our mission, our vision, he was like, actually, that's the perfect name for what you guys do. It's the perfect name for what you're all about. And, and obviously I want to, I want to go back to some history stuff. Obviously messenger started with John and Lisa traveling, preaching, doing what they do. But John and Lisa have always had a vision for messenger to represent a coalition of messengers, right? Yeah. And yeah. so as an organization, we're committed to this idea of developing messengers, messaging, and message, uh, messages. We call the 3M model multiplication, messengers, messaging, and messages. And so we believe that lives are transformed when they encounter a message. And it's so easy to look at messengers, it's so easy to look at what John and Lisa do and be like, they're messengers, right? Like they're messengers yeah. because they're on platforms, yeah. they write books, right. they do podcasts, whatever, yeah. they're fancy, yeah. they're right. messengers, but I'm not a messenger. And in, in our board meeting just a few weeks ago, the topic came up, we're looking at this next season of Messenger International, the topic came up, how do we mobilize millions, millions of messengers yeah. to reach our world? 
Because the reality is we are Christ's messengers. The Bible says that God is making his appeal through us. So we have a message, every single one of us, wherever we find ourselves, whatever context we find ourselves in, we have been given a message. And so we want to help those of you, our listeners, we want to help you understand, first and foremost, number one, that you are a messenger and that God has given you a message. And two, we want to help you develop and cultivate that message and develop as a messenger. Cool? Awesome. Yeah. Does that sound good? good. That's great. Yes. I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because I actually looked up what the word messenger means. And it means that it's a person who carries a message or is employed to carry a message. And so I think sometimes we overthink like, oh, you know, like in the Christian world right now, we have a lot of like fancy messengers, like the people that have platforms and Instagram accounts. 20 20 people working on their social media accounts. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, is if you get back to the basics, right? Like this is simple. Yeah. This is really simple. John the Baptist, I mean, he was the messenger prophesied of by Isaiah to prepare the way for Jesus, to prepare the way for the one who would come and embody life and tell us how to do life. He prepared the way for that message Mm -hmm. to go forth. Right. Right. And so I look at our role as Mm -hmm. messengers uh, of messengers of the good news of the gospel message. We prepare the way for God to come in and do what only he can do in people's lives. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in different seasons, I think our message might look a little different. Ultimately, obviously, our message is always the gospel. But depending on where we are and what we're doing in this situation, our message could be a message of hope. Our message could be a message of correction. Right. Um, th- just depending on where you're at and what you're doing, your message might look a little different. And coming from a person who's never had a pulpit, um, but I've always had an audience. If that was just an I audience of one person yeah. or an audience of several, I have a message I that I that. carry with me all the time. That's so and I good. think that's important to separate um, platform ministry to personal ministry. And you say this all the time, Ed. Like, I think most people think if I'm not on a platform, I don't have a message. For sure, yeah. And I can only have share a message if I'm on a platform. But we lose sight of the personal ministry, like you were saying. We always have an audience, yeah. whether that's one, whether that's a hundred. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I think something, something I've noticed, too, is, like, as, you know, growing up in now like the digital age right like we're all millennials but we're old millennials we're bombarded with messaging (laughs) we're always communicating but we're also bombarded with like messaging and i work in marketing out you know and so it's like i'm always like looking on instagram and social media and i'm like i can uh, acknowledge like just yesterday made a video about an instagram account that went over a hundred thousand people in like three days that i follow and and, but the thing is i think there's such a difference between being a messenger that creates and shares messages that have substance that influence people's life and then just being an influencer who's someone who's really good at creating messages to grow a following or appear popular because the truth in and like this is behind the curtain of marketing like it's not that hard to gain influence and to gain popularity it is hard to gain the amount of influence that causes people's lives to change. And that's what, you know, when we bring the gospel, like that's actually bringing the work that can be done to transform someone's life. And so I was like reading an article in the Atlantic this week that one of my friends posted and, and it said that now there's people on Instagram who are making like, they're basically trying to make sponsored content. So like they set up like a water bottle against like a brick wall and they make it seem like, you know, they got sponsored by that company when they they didn't even get sponsored. But the reason that these young 
you know, and this is mostly high school age to early college age are doing this is because they realize if I just appear like I have a following, people will follow. And that's the thing is uh, that's the difference between what we're trying to cultivate, which is people who actually have something to say, actually have a message on their heart, actually are, are in private time with the Lord hearing from him. And then people who are just really clever at getting people to follow them. We don't want to create those types of messengers. Yeah, no, that's so good. And uh, I think when we're talking about being messengers, I think we have to ask ourselves, what makes a great messenger? Like, what makes a messenger trustworthy? What makes Mm -hmm. us capable of stewarding something that is weighty enough, that is significant enough, that is important enough to actually impact people's lives. I mean, meaningful life is done within the context of relationships. And there's nothing more meaningful than creating positive change in other people's lives. There's nothing, honestly, there's nothing more meaningful than that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to ask ourselves if we're calling ourselves messengers and we're wanting to create and mobilize and and distinguish messengers, what what does it take to be a trustworthy messenger? Yeah, I think... um one of the things that I've really thought about is your life is your message. Lisa always says this, like your life is your message and yeah. looking at your lifestyle, like yeah. what message are you telling with your life? There's a, there's a verse, I think it's in first Timothy and uh, this is the message paraphrase. So this is a paraphrase <laughs> of the message paraphrase, but it's something, it's something along the lines of words are not merely words. If they're not backed by a godly lifestyle, they accumulate as poison in the soul. Yeah. And so the way I look at that is, Talk is cheap, but words yeah. are costly. I love that. You know, yeah. and so well, I want to speak into that. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I think that's where the importance of living with integrity, um, and how that affects what we bring, what we share, our message. Uh, I love what Paul wrote in Second Corinthians. I think it was First Corinthians, actually, or Second, chapter three, verse two to three. I'm quoting from the message. He says, "Your very lives are a, a, a letter that anyone can read by just looking at you." Christ Himself wrote it. Not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives. And we publish it. So it's that old saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. And Paul is saying here, you don't just carry a message. You are the message. That's right. right. And I believe how we live in our private lives determines how the message comes across. And as messengers of God, we are just that. God's messengers. That's and right. That's what distinguishes us from every other communicator on the face of the planet. And yeah. what is the source of our message? Where was our message birthed? And when it comes from the heart of God, it has eternal ramifications. We speak on behalf of the eternal God, the everlasting one. And we take his words from eternity into time. And that's what I believe truly brings about change. We can listen to motivational messages and, and they're awesome. Yeah. We can listen to yeah. lectures and teachings. But when we hear something birthed from the heart of God, that's what brings lasting transformation that's so good i love that chris i absolutely love that it's lisa says it all the time do you want to be popular or do you want to be influential right and we want to be influential but we want to be influential in the right way i don't want to influence people to buy a water bottle that i posed uh, next to a brick wall i want to be influential <laughs> in showing people who jesus is right? right and when we lack integrity that's what diminishes our influence. That's yeah. what discredits our message. And unfortunately, a lot of people have been put off the faith, put off Christianity because those who proclaim the message are living an entirely different lifestyle to the one they proclaim. And that's why we need to fight for integrity. That's why we're not just about being popular. 
of yeah. being influential. That, that's, it's also why Paul writes, and I think it's Romans 2.24, he says that the world maligns the name mm. of God because of your hypocrisy. I, mm. And yeah. you know, I, I was just about to share sim- something similar to that in 1 Corinthians 9.27 where he says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I m- myself might be disqualified. In other words, my yeah. my my lifestyles aren't matching my message, mm, yeah. you know, and that disqualifies me. For sure, that's so good. And I think the thing is, like, I get so frustrated by lack of integrity, but also like something that in recent years it's really started to, um, I guess, grate on me is the lack of excellence in the church. Yeah. And I think this isn't just in the church; like, this is Christians out in the marketplace who yeah. are failing to to do well by their employers, by their coworkers. Yeah. I just heard a story and, re- you know, Mary, you're going to cringe at this, but I heard of a, a female C- CFO who lost you know, and misaccounted for like a ton of money for her company. And it just it was so sad to me to hear this because, you know, I'm thinking here's, here's a Christian woman in leadership in a, in a marketplace capacity who has such influence you know and now she's done something wrong in her job which could be avoided by better training or by better systems or by finding mary and befriending her (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like you know the 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 christians should be ahead of the curve we should be setting the pace we should we should be the pace setters where the world's trying to catch up and go how do we do things that excellently how do we do things that well like why are they so great like that's where i feel like i want to see like the next generation of Christians go. For sure. And when you think about integrity and excellence, I think when I talk about purity mm-hmm. and wanting to have purity in the church and purity in the church, um, I mean, as the body, as all of us, purity is not perfection. Right. Purity is not doing everything right all the That's time good, and never messing up. That's right. Purity is getting clean. Purity is taking things that are in you that are not good, that are not right and cleaning them out. So we have all these movements now uh, church to movements that are related to yeah. this lack of purity. And I think not only is it the sin that's been um, amongst our body, but it's been this lack of cleaning it out, this yeah. covering the it up, this hiding it, yeah. instead of bringing it to light and cleaning it up. And so, you know, I don't think anybody expects perfection out of us. And I don't yeah. think perfection is the only way for us to to send our message. But I think purity of heart and acknowledging our own junk and cleaning yeah. it out is so vital to people seeing us and seeing the real Jesus in yeah, us. I agree with that. No, that's so good, Mary. And actually, you know, it's interesting what we're sharing. These are our four pillars. And I'm going to yes. share the fourth pillar. We're talking about integrity, excellence, purity, and now power. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're looking at becoming a messenger, when you're looking at operating in the position of a messenger, if you compromise in one of these areas, your yeah. message is compromised. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I look at power, I think of necessary contextualization. And what I mean by that is there's so many messengers who don't know their audience. Yes. And if you don't right. know your audience, you can't deliver a message. Yep. You just, you can't, so you can't do it. And that's one of the things that Paul and Jesus in particular were so good at, understanding their audience and delivering the message in a powerful way that was poignant and spoke to the real lives of the people that they wanted to impact. That's so and yeah. we as messengers of Christ, we can get lazy and we get lazy when we don't have love and compassion, empathy yes. for the people that we're wanting to deliver a message to. Yes. And so this whole idea of power 
is connected to the ability, in my opinion, to contextualize the message and to understand that ultimately it is God's authority that we're speaking with and speaking from. And so we can convey this message with conviction. Yes. We can, we can convey with conviction because we know that it does change. It changes lives and it starts with us, with our personal testimony. That's why it says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Unfortunately, we have people, they haven't actually received the power of the gospel message in their own lives. Yep. And yet they're trying to tell other people how to, to live it. differently, right. exactly. how to live. And that's just, that's absurd. Yeah. And that's why as a messenger, it starts with you. The message starts with you, with the transformation, with the personalization of that message in your own life. So, so yes. that is that whole idea of power. So to recap again, integrity, excellence, purity, and power. Those are the pillars that, that, God gave John way back. I mean, he tells a story. I think it was Mesquite. What was it? Like something <laughs> Minnesota or Mesquite, Mesquite, Minnesota. Mesquite, yeah. Isn't that what it was? Like Mesquite. No, sorry. I don't, I don't, live in I don't, Texas. I don't I think know. think there's a Mesquite, it's, Minnesota. It's some random state up in the northern part of the United States. If I've heard him say it so sorry. many times. <laughs> I'm sorry that I butchered your town. You matter. <laughs> you Mesquite, do matter. Minnesota. That's not in my show notes. <laughs> the, point, the point is, though, like that was something very specific that God yeah gave to him. And we do yeah. believe that Messenger is called to be a legacy organization, a generation, uh, an organization that transcends generation and surname. It's going to be greater than this generation. It's going to be greater yes, than the will. Bevere name. And we yes, believe we're going to continue to do what we're doing as Messenger International for many generations to come. And so it's so important that we view ourselves as messengers, and then we also share this invitation to be messengers with yes. everyone, with the millions of lives that are impacted yeah. by Messenger International. Love That's that. so good. And so this season, we're actually doing something new. We're um, we're we're launching what we call the Reset series. And so one of the visions behind this was just so often, you know, when you want to be, when you think about becoming a messenger, you don't know where to start. You don't know what to you don't know what it looks like. And so oftentimes the first step in becoming an effective messenger is really diagnosing and taking inventory of your own life and saying, where am I at? Where am I at across the board? And so the word reset actually means to set again or differently. And I like this because for some of us, we might need to set again in some areas. (laughs) We might need to to ante up. We might need to say, you know, I did that well last year and I'm going to do it even better this year, you know? And for some of us, we might need to look at some areas and go, man, I need to do something massively different because what I keep doing year after year is actually, is actually impacting my ability to be an effective messenger. And so, um, a couple of things that we're going to be just to give you a little preview of the series, we're going to be talking about health and wellness. We're going to be talking about finances, (laughs) relationships. We're gonna be talking about work and, and also how to take care of your soul. And I think that, you know, some of the things, some of the um, areas that really trip up messengers. And here's the thing. I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you're a messenger. Yes, you Amen. are. You are not disqualified. You're qualified right. because you're called. And Can so I say that actually, yeah, yes. I feel like there's people listening that are messengers and they probably feel they've disqualified themselves. Right. Mistakes they've made gone off track, but Hey, you can begin Again, yes, God's mercy triumphs Every over day. judgment. Amen. Every day. So there's always hope. There's always a new beginning. And that's what I love about this reset series we're about to release. Yeah. And here's the thing, like we're not we're not saying you have to do this in your own strength because uh, that's the no. other thing that annoys me about this time of year is everyone's work like, harder. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like strive. Yeah. yeah. All of my Instagram accounts are like, oh how are you hitting your goals and how are your new year's resolutions holding up? And yeah. here's the thing. We're not here to tell you 
that y- to work harder. We're here no. to say that through the grace and the power that God gives, he yes. can do this work for you. Yeah. Yes, you just can. need to take inventory of it and you need to acknowledge and own it yes. and, and he'll let him do the rest. And so we're going to give you some really practical tools in the next couple of episodes about how to tackle these different elements of your life. But I just, I wanted to kind of give you a preview of the series. And, and I know for me personally, I'm looking forward to talking about the, be good. the finances mm-hmm. because we have some people on our team who are just so don't think that like we do not have the same brain. And so I love <laughs> listening to them because I'm like, Oh, that's such a good idea. I should yeah. be investing, you know? And so I, what, what episodes are you guys kind of looking forward to? I'm curious. I'm looking forward to the work episode. That's something I'm really passionate about. I feel like God's put on my heart. Um, not j- just for me personally. So even just yeah. hearing what we have to say, I'm excited about that one. That's great. Probably soul for me. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. excited to dive I could have predicted that. that. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm looking forward to the relationship side. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the soul one, but I think it's not just what you do in life, but who you do it with and yeah. learning to develop strong, solid friendships along the way. Is yeah, important. that'll be good. That's so good. So definitely tune in. We're going to have these going for, it goes actually through March. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already subscribed to the show, because that way you won't miss any of the episodes of the series. Yeah. And be sure to let us know what topics you'd like to hear about as we dive into this new series. And as always, please, please write a comment on iTunes or drop a review or rate the show as it helps us reach more people. And as we've shared in this podcast, that's what it's all about. Reaching more people, messages, messaging, and messengers and also be sure to share this episode with your friends because there's a good chance they need to reset some things in their life and friends share and so we encourage you to share (laughs) the love with them be sure to invite them (laughs) that's my life that's my new new one friends friends share and honestly we're so excited about this new format this new season (laughs) we're going to be diving into a lot of great stuff and it's an honor to have you in the mix we thank you for letting us speak into your life and encourage the gifts and the calling that God has placed on you and within you. And we believe in you. We love you. We are for you. And we are so thankful that you are a messenger. Until next time. Hey, it's John Bevere. Can I ask you a couple questions? Have you ever felt that you are going completely opposite of the dreams that God's placed in your heart? Or have you asked yourself, God, where are you? Or have you ever wondered if it's your fault that you're going through the hardship or the disappointment you may be experiencing? Well, this is what the wilderness season feels like. But the really good news is that while every believer goes through a wilderness, we don't have to stay there. I've talked to countless men and women who are in the midst of a wilderness season. In fact, two of the most popular episodes Lisa and I did in our podcast show called Conversations were about this very topic. In 30 years of ministry, I've experienced my fair share of wilderness seasons. And initially, I absolutely didn't know what was going on. But here's the really good news. You don't have to be that way, and you can know the right thing to do in the midst of that season. My new book, God, Where Are You?, is available right now. In this message, I share scriptural insights and practical strategies to help you discover how to find strength and, most importantly, purpose in your wilderness. If any of this resonates with you, I'd encourage you to pick up a copy for yourself and a friend today. God, Where Are You? is available now. Visit GodWhereAreYouBook.com to order your copy today.